Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now welcome to super movie brothers let's start the show this is a podcast on the pod fix network Check out more shows like it at oddfixnetwork.com. Super Movie Brothers, episode 169. Oh. <laughs> uh, we're, uh, we're in our 30s. We're and we, still, we still laugh every time we yes. hear it's 69. If you guys are really us, what number are we thinking of? 69, dudes! I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Dave. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Jay. Hey, Jay, what'd you get down to doing this week? It's been one week since you looked at me. Did you do anything fun? Did you get down to doing anything you would like to tell everyone about? Please tell everyone about the video you sent me today. I did, and that's by far the most interesting that's ever happened to me recently. I had a cyst on the top of my head, kind of like where a unicorn would be on your head. Kind of top, front, center, boom. Had it for the last few years. I'm not the biggest doctor person, and it never bothered me other than it was a hard like lump. That was developing. And I finally went to a dermatologist, and she was very nonchalant about it. She's like, yeah, okay, I don't think that's anything to be worried about. I'll get it checked out afterwards. I had a, a lump, quick process. I had a lump minutes. earlier this year that they had to remove. Remember, that, that was like a bloody yes. affair. I was bleeding yes. all over the place yes. from mine. So And so, yeah, I had this removed, and she initially said oh it was ruptured so it's not gonna pop out like a golf ball like she initially said you know but and i remembered um mentioning this a couple of days ago with my cousin and he was like dude i love that show dr pimple popper or of whatever course. like that and he's like you gotta record that or something like that i'm like really who was and holding I, the phone for you i did it i was literally just laying on the table okay. and i just kind of held it up and i was looking at it and i was just trying to like zoom it in i'm sure the doctor loved you getting your phone in the way by the way um i'm sure she's used to it okay like i actually joked about it beforehand i was like well you know my cousin i i, I just literally said that i was like well is this gonna be video worthy and she's like well i'll find out i'll let you know and her assistant wasn't there for some reason in the room and she just did it all of herself and i was like you mind if i record and she's like yeah go ahead <laughs> okay and okay. then you proceeded to send your your friend that video exactly you call yourself my friend and you send me this video now it I wasn't sque- i i give so many people 
Nobody ate lunch today that yeah. I know in my inner circle. So, so <laughs> everybody was repulsed. It's it's only eleven o'clock in the morning. Right now, it that's that's not early for me. It's not late, but it is still coffee time for me. And if I'm on coffee time, Jay, then I don't want to be seeing disturbing shit like your head oozing pus out of it yes. as a doctor squeezing it. And she's like, "Oh, it's done." And then like I hear, "Wait, I found a little bit more." And she pushes it, and like more of this, just like cottage cheese, yeah, just it comes out shooting squiggling out and then she does find a fucking golf ball inside she does and 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 she was a little upset that she didn't tell me when she's like oh it was crowning and it it actually came out really video worthy and i was like oh fuck Mm. but i was able to take a photo of the little sack that was that she pulled out the worst part is you never turn off the live photos from your from your iphone so your iphone is always sending live photos so if you hold it down it moves and she's holding it with like these forceps and like it's just dangling there like like she removed one of your testicles <laughs> like it's it was absolutely disgusting yeah it was a weird thing because i've never had anything more than a couple stitches in my finger uh, you know sprained ankle a fractured finger like I, i've never had any medical issues before in my life so this was like i don't care you gave a, me a, a big medi- of a <laughs> you gave me a medical issue today yes. the medical issue being i couldn't finish my coffee so thanks <sighs> asshole i know <laughs> i hate you for you that. were not alone today <laughs> believe me um but yeah i Dick it's, it's a little it's a it's weird it's weird so i'm i'm feeling okay uh i just take occasional tylenol if i start feeling a little woozy or something or if i feel a little weird pressure up there but well now i know if you step out of line tonight all i gotta do is smack you on top of that oh. <laughs> yeah i'm not fucking washing my hair anytime soon <laughs> so f- for me this week uh i didn't i didn't get down to doing a, a whole lot but on saturday i did take logan for a hike uh i decided that like it's been a little bit a little while since we've gotten out of the house she's in school now and one of the things that school does for kids is it gives them more stamina. Like they start spending seven to eight hours a day at school, awake, active, doing stuff. And I realized that, like, if I don't get her out and do stuff on the weekends, she, all the energy just gets bottled up and it gets pushed right back to me. So I was like, all right, let's grab the dog. Let's go to the state park. Let's go for a hike. So we took a hike and it, it, it was nice. My daughter was wearing cowboy boots because it's a little muddy back there. So I wanted to make sure that she didn't, you know, get mud all over herself and stuff like that. I wanted to make sure that she was able to, to, to walk through the trails and stuff. So I put these, I put these boots on her and the first few minutes that we're there, she sees the Creek and goes and runs right into the Creek. And I keep telling her like, make sure the water doesn't go above your boots. Uh, the dog proceeds to jump into the water. So I'm trying to wrestle with him to get him out of the water and I turn around and Logan's up to her knees in water. <laughs> so I get her out of the water and there's literally I was like, are your feet wet? And she's like, nope. <laughs> I was like, as there's literally uh, of course. There's literally like a, a cup of water around her foot. So I had to take her boots off. I had to take her socks off, put them in one of the dog poop bags, put those in my pocket, dump it out, and she had to go barefoot in her boots for the whole rest of the time that we were there. Uh, <laughs> and then she's like, oh, I want to go to the boat ramp. There's there's like canoe rack, uh, yeah. canoe rack there. So we go to the boat ramp and there's like this dock and she goes running up to the dock, but the dog is chasing her and she stops at the edge of the dock dog doesn't stop at the Ah. edge of the dock and he goes 10 feet into the water and i only had a very short four foot leash because you have to keep luca on a short leash when you're at the park because there's a lot of other dogs and he is the type of dog that just wants to get right up into their face and go hi i'm obnoxious (laughs) so (laughs) 
I, I had to then let go of his leash, and then I had to go into the water to get him out. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> I wish that was on video. Luckily, he was so freaked out by being like away from me that he just froze and stood there in the water. And he's like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? It's like I had to come in to get him out. Uh, and then- I'm surprised you were able to drop that in time, to be honest, because uh, you are pretty tight with him. No, just I, I, as soon as I saw him go, I was like, well, nice knowing you, Luca. Good luck. Good luck going down the waterfall, pal. <laughs> I'll see you on the other side. Maybe. Uh, so we, we went through this hike in the woods. She saw this big green rock just like covered in moss and she just really wanted to like sit on top of it they and are take cool a picture. looking yeah they are cool looking. she wanted to take a picture and they feel on it. cool especially and, as a kid like that uh, you know? Mike, Mike, you know, she, they're she, just dangerous as far as climbing on she side. literally like comes slippery. she comes down off the rock and she's like put that on instagram <laughs> Oh, <laughs> like a little Instagram girl. She's sick. She is She's going five. to be so sassy. And then we start walking and she starts seeing hoof prints uh-huh. in the ground because th- th- these trails that were on our horse trails. So she starts running ahead. She wants to find the horse. She wants to find the horse and she keeps running ahead. We never found the horse, but she did find something that all little kids think are hilarious. So when she talks about her hike this weekend, poopy, she talks about the big massive pile of horse shit that she found. So like we it's everywhere in that park i drop her off to school uh, on monday and you know a little bit of her separation anxiety not wanting me to leave and stuff like that you know i was like tell your teacher about about the park about the hike you went on all the cool things we saw like we i dug in the creek i found her crayfish i found her salamanders and i was showing her all these animals and stuff like that and she turns around and she looks right at her teacher and she goes i saw a big pile of horse poop poop again <laughs> he called the shit poop <laughs> 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 I was like, I'm glad that that's what you took away from your from your three hour adventure in the woods is that you saw a big pile of horse poop. <laughs> Look, everything is new to her, so you know, gotta love it, gotta love it. All right, Jay. Before we get into the rest of the show, we got our it review coming up later on in the episode. So I reached out to our listeners on social media as promised uh in regards to our top five list last week the top five cult movies so jay let's get into our question of the week you could ask yourself a question do i feel lucky well do you punk it just raises too many questions excuse me i'd like to ask you a few questions the answer to the ultimate question of life, the universe, and everything. All right, Jay. First up, we got the IMDb Journey podcast. They said clerks and reservoir dogs. Bravo, Dave. So that's a vote for me, buddy. Then we got Duty from Shaken Not Nerd. And he said, Dave had it, but then Evil Dead 2, number one. He, Duty is just like you. Not a fan of the Evil Dead, buddy. So that's a that, that that's one for you. Nice. Uh, Invasion of the Remake podcast said we're gonna have to go with Dave on this one. So many great films on this list. Then we got Movie Reviews in Twenty Questions podcast said Dave for the win. So that's now three for me, one for you, Jay Ziggy. Uh, he reached out to us on Twitter and he said Napoleon Dynamite all the way. So Ow, there we it's go. now three to two, Jay. Come back. Geek Elite Media said Dave wins it with Reservoir Dogs alone. So now it's four to two, buddy. Insoxicated since 1999 on Twitter said Jay for the win. But his favorite cult movie is Flash Gordon. So Jay, it is now four to three. And then the real Mr. Positive said 
Dave. Damn. Yeah. So it's now five to three. But Jay, you got one final vote here. Uh, the Contrarians podcast said, first off, he said, bro, Reservoir Dogs as a cult movie? No. He doesn't oh. think it is. I think 100% is. That movie was made for under a million dollars, totally made on a cult budget. And, and But not just that. It was right. also not a huge hit when it came out. Exactly. It grew. What, the, the reason that makes it a cult is, sure, Quentin Tarantino is famous because of that movie, and that movie is popular, but it definitely had... It is a cult movie. It's a cult movie, 100%. So he says that Jay wins it for Swingers and Clueless Jay. So the end on there is five to four, buddy. I, I still managed I'll to... I'll take it. I, I put up a good fight. You did put up a good fight. I managed to, to squeak out the win in the end. Uh, I got that up late, so we didn't get a whole lot of responses to it. All right, question of the week out of the way. I figured it'd be a good time to get into our news for this week. All right, Jay, first news story. This one, near and dear to my heart. I am actually kind of excited for this, although it is another remake, but there is a remake of the wonderful John Woo film starring John Travolta and Nick Cage. Face Off is getting a reboot. I know. <laughs> do, like, do you? With the guys behind the Fast and the Furious franchise, right. but which you, makes sense. But do you reboot something that is just that much schlock that, like, it, it's resonated to this day because of how hokey well, and schlocky that, that it is? That's what's so shocking about it. It must be because, uh, you know, like I said, the Fast and the Furious guys are behind it and they have a lot of clout because they make fucking money can they please keep the scene where nicholas cage walks up to the choir singer? well they're not using nicholas cage in i know Travolta. but but whoever whatever actor well, okay, you get, okay okay as okay. long as he walks up to a girl grabs her ass and goes ah! <laughs> <laughs> best scene in that movie <laughs> hands down can, can relate it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's your, no, for, well, it's your I, introduction I, to his character well <laughs> you know i mean i'm I, i'm sure you remember i know some of our listeners uh definitely know that i quite adore that movie oh yeah it is one of my favorite 90s cheese action movies oh it's... i love to this day i love nick cage's guns like his guns are the tits to me like they are the coolest guns there are and i yeah i don't know i don't know how to feel about that i'm not that I'm not really excited, to be honest. I, I, I love this movie for what it is. What, what bothers, I don't need it to be rebooted. What bothers me most is they're rebooting movies that came out during our lifetime now. <laughs> That's what bothers me most. Right. <laughs> like, wait until I'm dead in the ground, at least, you know, before you start remaking these. Because, you know, we were getting remakes of 80s movies, 70s movies, but now we're in the era where 90s yeah. movies are being remade. Are we going to do Air Force One next? <laughs> again? Get reboot. off my plane! <laughs> Can we just bring Harrison Ford back for that one again? Air Force One, too. <laughs> uh, you know, oh God, I, 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 it's just weird. It's a weird time in Hollywood where it's funny how the marketplace has evolved into still massive movies. Mm-hmm. But also, the indie game is strong right now with A24. They're, they're still holding ground. They're still doing really interesting original content. 
But the streaming service stuff is bringing back that mid-budget movie. Yeah, we've talked and about that since, a little bit more since episode one. That's prevailing. what we've that's what we so talked about. It's 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 kind of interesting right now. But all the high concept stuff is not original stuff normally, unless you're Christopher Nolan, where he's got Tenet coming out next year, which hey, is original. Hey man, we still got upgrade. But, we still got upgrade last year. I found that pretty original. I like that movie. I'm talking about big budget. Yeah, and so we'll see. Next news story. All right, Jay, speaking of reboots and speaking of Margot Robbie, oh, you didn't mention Margot Robbie? Well, she seems to be everywhere now. I always assume that someone is talking about her somewhere at some time. Yeah. Her production company is going to get into another reboot. She will be rebooting Tank Girl based on the indie comic book. Uh, You may remember there was a Tank Girl movie way back in the early 90s, but now they are going to be rebooting it. Tank Girl, it's kind of like this this crazy character. She is a girl in a tank. (laughs) I guess yeah i'm not gonna get much deeper into the story than I that but I, I guess she definitely fits the character she definitely fits like like the title role much like the you know the original tank girl did who was played by Lori petty uh you may remember her from free willy <laughs> like what i remember her from yeah. or she's also recently been in like the past like four or five seasons of orange is the new black also margot robbie it's her production company no one has said margot robbie's playing right. tank girl yeah she has a lot of things in development it's right. going to take some time i don't think this is in any rush to get to the screen so i don't think she'll even star in it i, I really don't maybe they'll get the girl from ready or not who's kind of like her 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 dollar store version of her <laughs> yeah maybe uh so yeah it, i don't know whether i'm looking forward to it because i don't have like fond memories of the original tank girl you know yeah it, i never saw it yeah it took place on a dystopian earth where you know riding war tanks was was like a thing and she went up against a tyrannical mega corporation that was kind of like running the world and you know it, it's interesting it's a little mad maxi but a little bit more uh, a little bit more stylized than that a little, a little bit more, more fun a little more humor a little bit more humor okay could be injected into it for sure uh given margot robbie's relationship with warner brothers i would fully expect that her production company would make it warner brothers would distribute this in the end yes so i don't know whether anyone else is looking forward to this i am not per se but if you well, guys, let us know if you are yeah let us know on the socials if you if you are uh, interested in a Tank Girl reboot. Next news story. All right, Jay, the movie we're going to be reviewing tonight, It Chapter 2, is the second biggest horror movie opening of all time. It's the biggest box office weekend for a horror movie. I'm not surprised. In second. Jay, would, do you know what you know what the number one horror movie is? It. It's It. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, congrats to Andy Machete because he went from the guy who directed Mama to being pretty much a household name in just under two years. So, good on him. And, you know... I. We'll talk about our thoughts on It Chapter 2, but It we talked about on our Patreon episode, which is still available for all of you guys who aren't on our Patreon. Go over to patreon.com slash supermoviebrospodcast. Become uh, a patron for just $1. You can get that episode where me and Jay made an original cocktail for It and discussed it. That film, 100%, I think, earned that top spot, I want to say. Is it the best horror movie of all time? No. But did it speak to to the to a general audience in a way in it, many levels? You're right. It, it kind of it, it kind of used itself to. It, it took a lot of stuff that was going on, you know, in media at the time, and kind of just brought it all together and presented itself in such a way that was so popcorn worthy, so digestible, so easy for people to to pick up and jump in on. And but yet, still kind of R rated, you know, oh, very grounded and also 100%. grounded with um, youth, hundred percent, and development. I think I, 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 you know, honestly, and I, I, I say this 
because I think this is the case. If Stranger Things wasn't as big of a thing as it was when it came out, it wouldn't have been as popular. I agree. No, I agree. I hundred percent do. I think I, I'm not saying it's style ripped from it, but I'm saying the 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 fact that these stories about youth in the yesteryear uh, has kind of become such a big thing in in the zeitgeist that like it happened to to kind of come in at this right time where people it were was a perfect in, storm. We're enjoying yeah. that stuff and really wanted to go look at the story. Not to mention, it's something that. In the 1990s, the, the Stephen King in the book, you know, wasn't it wasn't as popular as it is nowadays. And all of us who went to the theaters to see it were those kids watching the original it secretly when our parents weren't looking around on ABC back when we were kids. So it chapter two, whether you know it, it, it's deserved it or not, like I said, not the best horror movie, but you know, it's. It, it's it's worth it but we'll, we'll give our thoughts on it chapter two coming up uh later on in the episode next news story todd phillips joker movie it has won the golden lion award from the venice film festival yes so it it, it earned top spot there and according to a lot of the early buzz for it it is damn near a perfect movie now Obviously, I am excited for this one. However, this is going to be a hard thing to digest because from what I hear, it is, it, yes, it is supposed to be very brilliant and at the same time, almost repulsive. So I don't know exactly what direction it gets to towards, especially towards the end there. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it gets, it ends with a bang and a lot of. My only question is if diabolic it's, kind of behavior, perhaps. But if it's appealing to the film circuit crowd, if it's appealing to your crowd, Jay, is it going to appeal to the general audience? That's what I'm curious about because they appreciate something different that they're not expecting, the high art stuff that's where I think it's going towards. I think it's definitely pushing the limit, pushing the envelope. I think the average moviegoer is going to probably not like it as much. But we could... You know, but again, it is R-rated. You so could, you you got to know what you're getting yourself into. It's you, a fucking Joker movie, R-rated. You could be wrong, though, in the fact that it's coming in a packaging like you know the Joker title being put on top of it and everything like that, that is something that's familiar to people and, and something that, that, that kind of breaks the barrier of their entry into it a little bit and it may also allow them to kind of enjoy it a little bit more where if you made this just an average comedian who lost his mind and and went all you know michael douglas in was it working man <laughs> where he well, loses his mind it does pay tribute to king of comedy a lot they've always said that and you know it's a very physical unnerving performance from joaquin that gives him you know he, he puts all of himself into it and it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a feast for its eyes i mean i'm really excited for this one it comes out very soon actually so um looking forward to that i'm sorry the uh the michael douglas movie that i was thinking of jay that i was talking about was falling down that that that's the movie that i was thinking of not 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 man not not, not man at work which is actually men at work and you know you know I, I got a lot of movies that rattle around inside my head i don't always pop out with the right answer but feel free to you know scream at me on the socials about how much i suck that's that's fair <laughs> <laughs> we know that <laughs> Helly atwell you know we kind of just talked about her on a patreon episode that we recorded for a captain america thing uh you know she's peggy carter in the captain america series peggy carter on tv and reportedly she's not done with the mcu if rumors are to be believed but she's also getting herself into another 
franchise that has a very long history. She has now been cast in the next Mission Impossible movie. And I'm wondering what role she's going to play. I'm yeah. hoping she's playing the villain or a villainous role in some way. Uh, it would I be don't a, care, but like, nice I love her, so her. I'm, I'm down for anything. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I think she's going to fit. I think she's got the look. I think she's going to fit the series rather well, and I'm looking forward to it. It could be really cool. And we're going to see her play the bad girl. I hope so. I yeah. really hope she, that that, that yeah. she's that she's playing a villain. It'll be something that's a complete departure for her. And she needs to. Yeah. She needs to keep things um, a little mixed up. Yeah. She's been playing the good girl for too, too long. Yeah. Even, you know, even her Black Mirror episode, you know, she was kind of playing the good girl i mean there's there's some depth there for sure i think oh yeah like, oh yeah and that, that was what three years ago so good more than that probably it's probably about five or six years ago uh but yeah I, I look forward to to seeing her in that uh actually coming up soon i'm going to have to watch all the mission impossible films because i think i've missed the past two i want to say maybe or, or maybe i just missed the most recent one oh but how dare you yeah I, I, well I think, I think the latest one is on amazon prime they're right all now. they're all available streaming somewhere okay. I, I looked it up yeah. this weekend so i'll have to give them all a rewatch. next news story george of the jungle brendan fraser is completely out of money and i know that he's completely out of money because he's down to do another mummy sequel <laughs> He just wants Universal to know. You know, if the one that took place in China didn't really get you going, I'm down to come back. You Dust know? off that wig. Yep. Oh, my God. Dust off Arnold Vosloo to come back <laughs> <laughs> as Emotep. <laughs> yeah, I mean. What would you think of them returning to, to the mummy now with Brendan Fraser now? I mean, you know. No. The way he looks. You don't, No, you wouldn't want this? No. <laughs> Your nostalgia. Your nostalgia. I got no nostalgia for that. Your nostalgia boner doesn't it. go that deep? No. No, not at all. Not at all. I don't want it. I don't need it. I, I'm still a little sour from the Tom Cruise film. It's and, funny. And I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't need it. Are the same words that a girl said to you on a Bumble date. <laughs> Touche. Touche. Yeah. You just unzipped and she's like, I don't want it. I don't need it. I don't need it. You know what? I got this in my drawer over here. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go home. Yeah, it's better than you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next news story. It's like, can I at least watch? <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Sony's CEO, Tony Vincent Carroll, wants you to know, Jay, that the door is closed on the Spider-Man deal with Disney and Marvel. It's over. Sony is going to take their ball. They're going to go home. We talked about this a lot. Who's at fault? It looks like Disney's mostly at fault for this all falling apart, but it also seems like Sony was just kind of ready to do their own thing with the character now. Also, it looks like both sides really weren't willing to budge. MCU feels that they can survive without the character. Sony believes they can, the character can survive without the, the MCU universe, uh, yeah. you know, Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is fine. I think it's fine. We talked about this. I think it's okay that they yeah, go separate we're, we're, we're okay with it. I, I'm just happy that they were quick about just like a band-aid thing. You just rip it off. Just I don't think give the bad news. I don't think it's done. Say that it's over. I don't let it, people move on from that. I don't think it's done, Jay. It, I think it's done for now. Once the door's been open once, you can open it again. What's the point, Ventura? Only this. You know, it yeah, can but, always but be not open for another again. five years. No, I don't think. I, I think the next Maybe. the next Spider Man movie will be will be you know sans MCU. MCU will move on. It, it's very possible that if Sony hits a hiccup with the character or anything like that, that they may be willing to to open up the deal, which will give Disney a huge bargaining chip. Where it's like you could not live with your own failure. 
What did that bring you? Back to me. <laughs> You're my bitch. Uh, I was just doing Thanos, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then, of course, uh, you know, it, 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 the, the possibility still exists. However, it, it, in the near future, probably not. And uh, the, Tom Holland actually had a response where, you know, he says that while he's, it's regrettable that this isn't going on, he thinks that uh, the, the legacy of Spider-Man will rest in the safe hands uh, at Sony. So that's paraphrased but you know he, he thinks that it's in safe hands you know he has some trust in the people over there or you know he he works for them and he wants to continue making money so he's going to say all the nice things to continue making money yeah <laughs> so that's essentially what that is yeah and it look it's there ain't no good guys there ain't no bad guys it's just business baby you know this is just how it works out and to be honest like he needs to milk that cow a little longer everybody loves him he still is going to look the part as peter parker for some years ahead Absolutely. he's got that baby face look to him um and build so time to play and nice there's there's stories to tell but what a but, but what a great thing for for a kid his age where he now has a working relationship with two of the biggest studios in hollywood now right he's got a working it's relationship with sony and he has a good working relationship with disney i believe he has and with a, the audience everybody he has loves him several disney movies that are coming up he obviously has spider-man with sony dude the kid's gonna be just raking in the cash and and just a friendly reminder if anybody has not seen that dance show uh when he was what the hell is that thing called lip sync battle lip sync battle yeah with uh, him against zendaya produced produced by uh john krasinski yes and emily blunt yeah, yeah. it was uh whoo yeah he, he is a talented entertainer when he, i'll tell you when that he dra- when he dresses in drag and, and goes full bully elliot uh, billy does. elliot on everybody it was full on bull- billy elliot right <laughs> yeah. there that was uh also Another fun thing to check out about Tom Holland is my favorite thing is watching his interviews with Benedict Cumberbatch because because oh, he's yes. he's so big at spoiling everything. YouTube that guys it's that fun. Uh, they had to stick Benedict Cumberbatch with him so that he could filter everything that Tom Holland was going. Literally to say his job it. It exactly. Yeah, it was his job. It's to funny. Keep him in check. Uh, also, and you can see it. Check out Anthony Mackie's reactions to to uh, Tom Holland because he's like, yeah, man, this kid, you know, when we met him in Civil War, he was just a kid who just happened to be on set. He comes rolling up to to Infinity War in his Ferrari, and then we're like, get out of here. <laughs> they, they have like this thing where he pretends to hate him. <laughs> Which for some reason cracks me up because yeah. I love it. So yeah, which I don't think is true anyway. I think he's just no. It's being, just fun. It's um, just fun. <laughs> embellishing An- the whole thing. Anthony Mackie is this. He's this very brash like personality. Yes. Um. I if you watch a lot of the behind the scenes stuff in the MCU films, his big thing is like cut the check. Like after every good take, yeah, you know, cut the check. Well, he he's. He is a talent for sure. Oh, for sure. He always has been, um, but he's also very much like a brash, ballsy guy's guy. Like I, he's very alpha. Here's what I see it as: he he's, he's a, an he's a drinker. He's like an athlete. He owns his own bar in Brooklyn or something like that. He's like an athlete. When you know you're good at something, you right. you, you develop an ego about it, and right. that and that's what it is. It's not. I, I would say it's not an unhealthy ego, at least from what no, I've seen in interviews I, and stuff. Not, not from what I gather. I think he's still a, a team player. Right. It's like a fun. It's like a fun air yes. to to his ego. Yeah. Stuff like that. So, anyway, uh, Spider-Man no longer with the MCU. We knew that, but Sony now confirming deal is done, never coming back. Just get it out of your heads now. We're all moving forward, and I think it's I, I think it's it's okay for us as fans to just say it was a fun time we had with you, Spider-Man, and uh, we're going to continue to enjoy you in your own universe. And what's going to be really interesting is to find out how these two studios now move on after being 
married and stuff like that how they're gonna move on share like you know without sharing the custody of spider-man now like because he was he seemed to be so integral to at least on the sony end in his own solo movies he seemed to be so integral to the mcu and how does the mcu write him out now and not 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 touch on him like they're gonna have to make some concessions where like perhaps things can be mentioned but as long as no one ever shows up or anything like that then no one owes anybody money i'm intrigued to see how they go about doing it you know it'd certainly be interesting all right jay we gotta get down to finding out what are you watching what are you watching what are we watching he's trying to watch some illegal channel oh he's watching no 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 go past this past this part in fact never play this again all right jay usually we start off with you but you have a review to do this week so we're gonna get started off with me this time really Dude, all I watched this week, I watched two movies because of the whole Sony Spider-Man thing. I went back and I watched The Amazing Spider-Man and The Amazing Spider-Man 2. (laughs) Mm. Uh, Interesting times with that movie. Yeah, I'm surprised you went back to that one. So, I mean, I own them and they're just sitting there collecting dust. So, I I was like, I'm going to give them a shot. I'm going to watch them over again, see see my thoughts on them again. Now, I still like... I had a good time with the first one. I liked The Amazing Spider-Man. I enjoyed it a lot. But I realized what those movies did really well was show what Spider-Man means to people people uh you know in 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 the first one there's that scene that happens on the bridge where he's rescuing the kid from the car and you you get that moment of like what spider-man means to people and then there's that beautiful scene at the end yes where all the cranes line up so yeah. that he could web slank all the way over to oscorp and stop the lizard and stuff like that yeah loved those moments and amazing spider-man 2 as bloated and as crazy and as bad as the villains were and all the problems that it had with it it still does those little moments really well like that moment that he steps up for the kid who you know who who eventually ends up dressing up as him at the end and you know he stops him he's like and he, and he web whips his his science project and he fixes it and he's like you know and, and, and he tells him it's like this is a wind turbine this is cool and he walks him home he walked like a superhero just walks him home from school yeah like it's the little it's all the things that tony friendly Stark, neighborhood spider the friendly they, they did the friendly neighborhood part so well they they failed in a lot of aspects in those movies but what they did really well is the friendly neighborhood aspect that i felt was missing in the mcu spider-man movie so i'm kind of hoping that maybe sony can give us that spider-man a little bit to let us know like but granted they are different in ages they, and and going through things. No, they were the same age. He was in high school. Peter Parker was in high school in that one. He still he graduates high school at the at the beginning of the second one. So no, they're playing around the same age. It's I thought uh, they were I, made I, I, in a different age. Right, so I, I, I yeah okay. I, just because Andrew Garfield was thirty five when he put on the mask. And Tom I know. I just, I just keep feeling <laughs> like 18. Tom Holland is more like you know 10th grade so like pe- high school and like andrew right. garfield's like 12th grade very high school much not kind so. of thing Jun- junior and senior in uh in amazing spider-man and then in uh homecoming and far from home he's probably junior and senior level as well so it, it's not so much age difference of the character um you know but definitely a lot of people like to get on toby mcguire for being the old man spider-man back in the day like being 30 while playing andrew garfield was like 32 when he first put on the mask like he was he 
was up there. He was actually older in his first Spider-Man outing than Tobey Maguire was in his first. So. But that's, that's old school classic studio models. Oh, like yeah. they just they always age down but the Andrew, guys. And- when they do close-ups on Andrew Garfield, it's like holy shit, that dude's got crow's feet. <laughs> And he's playing a high school kid. <laughs> he's got crow's feet. But again, like he had the voice, and he had he, there is some charm about him oh, with 100%. playing Spider Man. Like I and Peter Parker. Um, so I have mixed emotions with that. It's just the fact that the film, the second one at least, what I'm saying, isn't good. Going back to it, I just realized how well they did the friendly neighborhood stuff. And that's great. And I really loved the the ending of of Amazing Spider Man Two. Not like you know the whole fight with uh, with Green Goblin stuff. That was terrible. Uh, I just like the idea of him showing up to save that little kid, and he goes into the fight. And they don't show his fight with the rhino because, I mean, do we really care about that fight? Like, no, no, no one gives a shit about that fight. But how easily the rhino's uh, mech suit could have fit into the Iron Man universe. It's kind of funny. But uh, that now the MCU is gone completely. But, you know, it, they did that stuff really well. I think there's a lot of failures with those movies. But going back and, and knowing that you're going to be watching it for these failures, you can watch for the good stuff in it. Uh, this time around and I, I think there was there was good enough stuff in there that i maybe would have watched a third if they had learned from their mistakes from two for that series 100 percent more you know 100 percent happier with what we got going forward with the tom holland spider-man i'm just hoping that that with sony back in charge we can get a little bit more of personal spider-man stories uh other than that man uh lauren's been watching mind hunter uh good for her she she hadn't started it so she's watching it so which means i I'm rewatching it, except I'm not allowed to talk because I know way too much about the serial killers and the the people behind the show and stuff. Yeah, and you would drive her crazy. And I would drive her nuts, so I'm just not allowed to talk. So <laughs> I have to watch it while like keeping myself busy in other ways. Uh, and then a new video game came out that I've been playing the shit out of, Gears of War 5. So I'm um, huge Gears of War fan. Uh, I've been playing a series since it's on set. So that's it, man. That's what I've been up to. Just you know, getting down with killing some killing some grubs and swarm with, with my chainsaw gun and uh, watching some Spider-Man. Cool. Yeah, so I caught this um, Sundance pickup from Amazon who spent a fortune to pick up this movie called Late Night. So Late Night was written by Mindy Cowling. Mindy Cowling actually plays a supporting role in this movie as well um, with Emma Thompson playing this aging out oh, British this. anchor woman who has a failing late night show that she's trying to. We ended up skipping this movie to review something else. We didn't. We didn't get to review this movie, but it got good buzz when it was out. It had good buzz, and and nobody saw it. So it flopped in the theaters, and Amazon has definitely took a bit of a hit. Um, so watching the movie, it definitely has a lot of interesting aspects of touching on um, uh, some sprinkled in moments with being a prickly old English woman <laughs> and not conforming to um, what the people did. Emma want. Thompson have to act to be that. <laughs> She did a pretty fine job. She did a fine job. The problem is, like, it goes into a lot of cliche tropes, and I was a little surprised to see that Minnie Cowling was the solo. Uh, um, Jay, I, I think just, she was the solo screenwriter for this. Real quick, I'm sorry. I got an uh, Instagram notification because I also posted her question over there. I got two more votes over there, buddy. Fuck you. <laughs> You just had to rub that in. Seven to four. <laughs> how, Damn it. How does your good showing feel now, sir? I want an official <laughs> poll put up on Twitter. I'm going to rematch. Not going to happen. God damn it. Not going to happen. 
Uh, so late night, it was it was fine. I, I I was actually a little bit disappointed overall. I thought it was going to be a little bit more fresh, a little bit more funny. It was it was fine. I I enjoyed my time with it. I, it was a uh, a B minus movie for me. It was nothing that special. I'm surprised they went all in on this movie from Sundance, but um, it was still uh, uh, um, an okay movie for me to watch. Definitely worth my time still checking out on Amazon Prime And for now that free. it's streaming, right? Exactly. Yeah. I would never go out to theater to see it, but streaming, absolutely well, check we it didn't. out. We, I, I don't remember the movie we reviewed instead, but we, we chose to review a different movie instead right. of seeing that. So, And then also I caught, um, I rewatched, to be honest, I saw it a, few, a couple years ago, While We're Young, the Noah Baumbach film. I, I, I wanted to watch this because I haven't seen it in a while and I don't recall loving or hating it and with Marriage Story coming out that has a incredible buzz it probably has Every time just you say, as much buzz. Every time as you say Joker no back, I feel like I should I should put up the Korath uh, quote from Guardians of the Galaxy. Who? <laughs> he's, he, he's a beloved like New York yeah indie director. He's, he's writer, an indie director, director, hundred percent. Um. And uh, so this one stars Ben Stiller, Naomi Watts, Adam Driver. Oh, I've seen this. Amanda Seyfried. I've actually seen this movie. Yeah. I, it's All been right. out for a little while. And this has been hovering on, think, on Netflix for a while as well. This is where, like, uh, you know, he's they meet this younger couple and he starts right. dressing like Adam Driver dresses right. and stuff well, like that. And, and it's interesting because in the second viewing. Keeping up with the Joneses you really, for the, for you the really middle-aged crowd. You really do see the nuances of, you know, they're in a weird way, kind of like the older version of the Adam driver and Amanda Seyfried characters, but a lot more boring, a lot more dull, a lot more just nonchalant going through the motions. Cause we all like to enjoy more boring shit when we get older, man. True. And they just get reinvigorated and inspired by this younger couple. And they really portray the hipster New York element to a T. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, they did a great job doing this and, uh, it's just a fun watch. It's a fun oh, watch. I enjoyed it's the hell out of this movie. I remember it's, watching it's it. Nothing overly special, but it's certainly worth your time. And then finally, I finally got to the theaters and saw Peter butter, Falcon. Peanut Butter Falcon was definitely a movie from the moment I saw the trailer. I knew I had to see it. It looked really charming. Can you please explain the title to me? I, that's a, this is like one of those movies where it's like, I, I, I know they're never going to say that line in the movie, so you can go, ah, that's where it came from. That's where they got the name. Ah, I get it. Well, okay, so it was it was written and directed by this these guys that that met while Tyler. eating while eating a peanut butter sandwich and watching a falcon at the zoo. Right. Well, they met they met they met. <laughs> so they, they met Zach. Zach um, Gajagan has Down syndrome, and they met him, and he was teaching acting at his facility that he lives at. Okay, and he really loved wrestling and he does this 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 great ad lib bit where he it's plays just a falcon stuck in peanut butter <laughs> <laughs> well you see it happen in the movie i don't want to spoil it but like that's his wrestling name i'll just say that obviously okay. it's it's the peanut butter falcon because he gets stuck to the roof of your <laughs> mouth and he's so hard to get off with your tongue and <laughs> and dave you really need to see this movie because it does touch on not just the mental health aspect but with the residential facilities, yep, this and is this how is, this is right for Amazon Prime to pick up, and I will wait for that. Right, and I, I understand that. I understand that, and it is definitely my top three movies of the year. It is really beautiful, and it touches on a lot of different kind of elements that 
is close to my heart, but you see him in a difficult situation where he doesn't want to be that. He's young. He's in a retirement community facility because the state has nowhere else to put him, and he's frustrated. Oh, we've dealt he with a lot of out. clients that had to right. go through similar things. So he essentially elopes or goes AWOL, whatever you want to call it, and leaves, and he's on the run, not knowing what to do, and he stumbles into just with Shia jar- LaBeouf's character. Just with a jar of peanut butter and nothing but hope in his heart. <laughs> <laughs> and and Shia LaBeouf is perfect in this movie and does a really good job at playing just kind of like a down on his luck. He's been through some emotional turmoil, but he is kind of on the run. He's he's just a low rank crabber. You know, so he's just the so he's playing himself, a hillbilly, <laughs> other than the crabber aspect. Yeah. And he kind of takes it upon himself yeah. to help him get to what I'm now more interested this in this wrestling facility that he wants to go to. What I'm now more interested in is the uh, Shia LaBeouf video where he videotapes his face watching Peanut Butter Falcon because that's a thing he did, right, Jay. Right. He, he once he video- watched all, all of his, his movies. movies while filming his face, and that was for an art project. Now I want to see him add Peanut Butter Falcon to that because you know he's got to get out there and he's just got to do it. Just do it. <laughs> it's a beautiful movie. Look, I'm I'm serious. Dakota Johnson's also in this movie playing. Um, of course, because it's an indie darling film. So one of, of the care managers at the facility that he ran away from. So she's trying to find him. And uh, the great John Hawks is playing a bad guy trying to hunt down Shia LaBeouf's character. And his wrestling idol is played by Thomas Hayden Church. Oh, all right. Well, right. That Perfect. Like, yeah. uh, it was really cool. Um, well, there's there's like. a lot of good actors in this movie. They Bruce Dern's in it. Please tell me his um, wrestling name. John Barenthal's in it. Please tell me Thomas Hayden Church's wrestling name was the Sandman. Come on, tell me. Oh, tell me. it's 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 a good one though. <laughs> right, I'm not going to say, but fair enough. <laughs> please, people, seek out this movie. It is certainly one of the best little gems, indie darlings, you want to call it, out there right now. And uh, so, what are you giving it? I'm giving it an A minus. Jesus, all your top films this year are A minuses. What are you giving A's out to? It's really going to knock my socks off. You know, what, <laughs> you know what actually didn't give it an A for me? The ending. It ended in, it was fine, but it was a little too unbelievable. That's my problem with a your reviews. You're, so, you're positive about these films that you like, and then you give them A minuses, but you never give me any negatives on them. So, all right. But the, but the ending was, was brief. It, it cut off in an, an abrupt way. And also a cliche, too, too happy, cutesy kind of way to some degree. Dude, sometimes some stories just end happy, you know? Yeah. Sometimes things just end happy, brother. But it was very unbelievable. Okay. Fair enough. It, it, you'll, you'll see what I'm saying when you see the movie. But it's Someday. still very much worth uh, watching. No, it is, no time soon. It's it's a it's a heart flutter movie. It's beautiful. Okay. But it's fun. And it's got a little danger. Appar- to it. Apparently, it's, it's, good. it's, it's got to be La La Land. Oh, no, or it's no, got to no. be. Uh, it's, great. it's great. What's that other movie that you love what, so Star much? Stars Born? <laughs> a Star is Born. It's got to be one of those two to really knock your Oddly, socks off. they're both sort of musicals. But no, it's definitely, it's my number three of the year so far besides book smart and obviously Endgame is yeah we get we do movies. a top five at the end of the year I don't know. go spoiling just, your I'm, top i'm five just saying year. fair enough just saying all right jay let's head over let's get into some beers because we got to review it and i'm gonna need a few beers just to get over some of the horrific imagery of it and one scene in particular which we'll have to get into in our it spoiler section so let's head over and let's start reviewing some beers Oh, 
Welcome back to the beer segment. Me and Jay got two beers that we are going to be reviewing for you. But before we get into that, I'm going to drop a line to our sponsor, Blowfish. Blowfish is the only FDA-approved hangover cure. Two tablets that you drop into 8 to 12 ounces of water, drink it down, and your hangover starts to feel better almost immediately. So if you went to your dermatologist today, got your head split open like a goddamn melon, and had some goo ripped out of the top of your head, oh, yeah. and then sent a photo to your friend, and now you're the friend who wants to drown that image out of your head, so you wound up drinking way too much <laughs> that night. <laughs> Give your friend some blowfish. Then you're going to want to try your some blowfish so you can get your very own box of blowfish the hangover cure by going to four hangovers.com that's f-o-r hangovers.com use our promo code smb fish get your discount and cure the scourge of hangovers for good i'm cured praise god you're not cured yet boy Super Moon Brothers is also brought to you by the Podcoin app. The Podcoin app is the only podcasting app that allows you to earn a little bit extra for all the hardcore podcast listening that you do. So make sure you download the Podcoin app on iOS or Android app stores and start listening to podcasts. For every minute that you listen to, you can earn points. Those points can be exchanged for gift cards or you could donate them to charity and you can start feeling good about yourself for once in your goddamn life like your parents used to tell you when you were a teenager. So head over to your Android or iOS app store and download PodCoin and start listening to Super Movie Brothers on there today. All right, Jay, we got two beers that we're going to be reviewing. Uh, these Both these beers come from Susquehanna Brewing Company out of Northern Pennsylvania. My parents actually provided me with these beers because they were in my aunt's fridge and she didn't want to drink them. So we are going to be their little test monkeys, like the first yes. monkeys getting shot into space. We're going to take sips of these beers and tell everybody how they are. Yes. So you get started, man. What you got there? I have the Daily Double T. It is 4.2 alcohol by volume. It is a malt bar, malt beverage with natural tea and lemon. So not a beer. Not a beer. Not a beer. And it is exactly what it says. It does have that kind of like unsweetened tea flavor with lemon flavors added and with a bite. You know, as a kick, it's got a very bitter finish, and it's it's it, it it's a little squeamish for me to drink. I'm not I'm not gonna lie. It's this is a hard this is a hard sipper for me. <laughs> I uh, I tend not to like flavored um, drinks or beers. But and, Jay, you and, love Tito's and tea so much. Uh, <laughs> How could this be wrong for you? Yeah, I don't know. This one's just not not quite cutting it and maybe maybe because it just doesn't have that kind of like sugars added to it. Like it, it's not. Oh man, see, it's very. Bitter. We are having opposite problems with our beers today, sir. <laughs> yeah, this is just a tough sip for me. Um, give yours a grade. Come I, on, ooh, I'm I'm gonna give this a. I don't even know how to grade this it because it, 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 it's the, not a the beer. Description. It doesn't is even taste like exactly what it tastes like. Dude, but that, for me, it's just like a two out of five. That that actually tastes worse than Mike's hard iced tea, and I didn't think yes. there'd be anything worse than yes. that. But that tastes worse than that. Yes. Uh, so I am drinking the Hes- the Susquehanna Brewing Company's Orange is the new ale because they got super creative with that. I feel like that is like a. I like the bottle. I mean, it's okay, but orange is the new ale. I feel like, like I know, I know. That's I know. so punny that it's not even funny. Like they it's, might have a lawsuit coming on their hands. Soon. Not even, <laughs> not even a lawsuit. Like I like, I feel like that's a joke. Like your your dad would make after drinking. He's like, oh, there's so much orange. Oh, I guess orange is the new ale, huh? Because <laughs> that show's popular. Orange is the new black. 
seven years ago that was popular right yeah uh so man this beer uh it pretty much tastes like a little bit of alcohol and some tang like it tastes like beer and tang put together and, and a lot of tang yeah you remember those, you remember those tang commercials where like the the orangutan was floating around in space right. and then it would punch you in the face with like a tang and be like drink tang and it's like that's that that's what this tastes like i feel like this is that monkey but th- this is that orangutan but he's 21 years old now <laughs> and he's smacking me in the face with this beer it, it's pretty it's pretty bad it's I, there's 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 no there's no redeeming qualities to it it, it really it, it tastes like kool-aid like it just tastes like candied orange flavor right and it might grow on you but at the same time you're gonna loathe it by the time you're finished absolutely it because it's so sweet <laughs> yeah this is getting a 1.5 yeah like 1.5 i can't I, I i cannot recommend these at all no the other and i have two more to get through because i have a grapefruit shandy and a lemon shandy to get through on to Lauren, if I were you, yeah. I think, uh, and just and just go buy. You might have to just go buy because I got. I can't buy Dead Rise anymore. I found my last pack of Dead oh, Rise. I hunted it down. I, summer I, is officially <laughs> it's over. over, man. I, game over, man. Game, game over. over. I I. I I went on to Flying Dog's website and I I looked for it. You can search by beer and and state and then put in your zip code and I'll tell you the closest place to you that has it. And it was the giant down the street. They were the only ones with it left. So I quickly went over to that giant and I looked and behind a a dogfish head IPA, I could see it like peeking out. I could see the Ralph Steadman crab and I was like, the last one in Pennsylvania. I got the last one in Pennsylvania. And then I drank them all while playing Gears of War 5. So... Yeah. summer's over for me man uh as soon as we get out of uh i guess in the next couple of weeks i mean we're gonna be getting into our october fest and pumpkin beers because pumpkin beers is you know it's the pumpkin spice of the beer world i love october fest beers so i'm bringing yeah, that on but i'm excited for october you, you know what they you know i see a lot of memes about people like and pumpkin spice and like there's there's two camps there's the camp of people who are like, yay, it's pumpkin spice season. And there's other people who are like, great, it's that season where I have to see a bunch of people about pumpkin spice. So I'm going to make right. fun of pumpkin spice. I actually find the people that make fun of the people for liking pumpkin spice more annoying than the pumpkin spice people. Yeah, I normally. Get, I, get, I get tired of seeing these memes that are that are like, it's just let people like what they like. And, and these companies, as long as it sells, they're you know going to keep it, making you know, it. But you know why it's more annoying? It's because you're hearing it twice. twice. Yeah. You're hearing it twice Exactly. Now. So it's more pumpkin stuff on the marketing waves. Right. Where I could ignore the people who love pumpkin spice because right. it's whatever. But then when I have to hear and people complaining about, about the people who exactly. love pumpkin You're spice, hearing it double I'm just like, God yeah. damn it. Like Do I like pumpkin spice? Not really. Do I care that you dislike pumpkin spice? Look, even less so. <laughs> I will be the first one to admit when they first came out with it. I remember I was like 20 years old or something like that, whatever. I loved it. It was great. It was one of a kind, but no, not anymore. I mean, I, it's, it is a little much. I might have one a year, like Pump- a latte from co- like, Jay, you know, coffee year, shop. This year, pumpkin spiced spam. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not kidding you. There's pumpkin spice spam. Oh, you can buy it. It's a thing. It's invaded every aspect and all classes, <laughs> uh, all, all, all spectrums of the socioeconomic rainbow now, now have pumpkin spice to you know what enjoy. It reminds me of is like, like how they're getting so ridiculously crazy with Oreos. Right. I've heard there's like a pickle Oreo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, you, what you, the fuck are you doing? Do you remember uh, do you, you remember Super Size Me where he, he survived 30 days by eating nothing but McDonald's? Right. We should survive just one week eating and drinking nothing but pumpkin flavored stuff <laughs> How's that's that for, even worse I mean, how's that I, for a documentary i can't imagine that 
Every, you have to be on YouTube so they can actually see us. Suffering. Every meal you have will have oh. to have pumpkin in it somewhere, some way, somehow. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'll eat the pumpkin seeds, you know, for a snack every day. I'm cool with that. No, no, Jay. Salt them down. I'm oh, talking yeah. full on pumpkin puree oh. in everything. <laughs> on top of your meats and your sandwiches. <laughs> we got the meats. <laughs> pumpkin meats. <laughs> All right, Jay. We have a review. The pumpkin that- strings in your teeth. Like, uh, <laughs> no one says you're going to eat it raw, buddy. <laughs> uh, that's what I'm envisioning right now. Ugh, disgusting. We got a review we got to get into. We're going to head over and we're going to get into our It Chapter 2 review. So let's get ready for that. Hopefully, it won't be as long as the movie. Definitely not. <laughs> Hi, Georgie. Chapter 2 sees the return of the losers 27 years after the events of IT Chapter 1. They all return to Derry with a case of the amnesia. Mm. None of them seem to remember what's going on, and it's only after Mike reminds them of the ordeals that they suffered at the hands of the villainous and evil Pennywise that they all start to remember their childhood and growing up in Derry and their promise and their mission if it ever returned to vanquish Pennywise once and for all. Yes. So Mike is the only one that stays in town throughout these years, and he has to... And at no point does Mike look at all of them and go, what the fuck, guys? You guys are all rich, and like some of you are famous, and I am the guy that lives in the attic of a fucking library, and I'm the fucking town crazy guy now because you assholes didn't want to stick around. That was one of the things that kind of bothered me. I was like, why does everybody have to be super successful? Uh, well, you know, Jay, a lot of success is born from some hardship. So, it's and 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 let's be honest, a lot of these characters, even with their success, quote unquote, they are still in a dire situation personally. Like they are not necessarily happy. Uh, so, with the exception of at least in the book, Billy. You know, we won't get into the story too much because we're trying to stay spoiler free, but. Uh, Billy's relationship with his wife in It Chapter 2 is different than his relationship with his wife in in, in the original 1990s and, and, and the novel. Yes. So, uh, but Jay, what were your first impressions on It, man? How did you feel jumping back into, into this world? I was looking forward to it, and I definitely liked uh, the chemistry with all the characters, the adult characters, um, seeing the young characters sprinkled in throughout the movie as well. First off. Was it not perfect casting for just about every single one of the adult actors? Would you be surprised to know that the kids were all involved in the casting of of their their adult counterparts in some way? Well, of course, of course, but I did not hear about that. That's really cool. I mean, one of the, I guess for the most part, the most... I don't want to say challenge. You know, in a weird way, the most challenging one would be Ben. Ben, this actor, Jay Ryan, had to be completely like a like a stud. Yeah, 
and and but still have that emotional. Yeah, he looked. Um, he, he looked. He looked. Uh, there's some kind. There's something there that reminds you of. It's the, very. It's very much a Jerry. Short, it's very much a Jerry Connell on kid that was back when he was here as a kid in Derry, and and you could see that oozing out of him somehow, and it was really well done. It's very much a Jerry Connolly thing. You know, Jerry Connell thing grows up, becomes sort of like a, a heartthrob type guy. Uh, I, I think they did a great job with that casting, but the casting that they did just absolutely the best with was James Ransone as Eddie. Like, as an adult, like, he just, like, yeah. he, they made him look so much like what you would expect Eddie to look like. And Eddie is my an favorite adult. character in, in yeah. it. So I don't not not for everybody, but for me, it's he is my favorite character because of mostly because of his human. I don't want to say humanity, but he's just so real. He's so himself, right. and he's also a bit of a comic relief. And I I, I like him. Well, I him, like him on screen. He's he's a lot of fun. Him and Richie, played by Bill Hader this time. And, uh, yes. I thought I thought he was I thought he was really good. He did a, he was he did a great job of like balancing the the comedy aspect of his character while you know. A showing true horror and pain and stuff like that, um, but on a lot of different levels that right. get, yeah might get into a little bit of spoilers. So, but yeah, it was really I well think, realized. So anyway, and uh, also James McAvoy as as Billy, you know, uh, and of course Jessica Chastain, Pauline Beverly, yeah, all very solid, well done. Yeah, so the so the, so the acting was good. I, you know, I think my my biggest takeaway from it was that the runtime. Did hurt it a lot. Yeah, I didn't want to open up with a sour note, but that was probably the number one thing that I left the theater. I saw late showing. I saw late showing. I didn't get out till one one thirty in the morning. By the time I got out of the theater, and I was spent. Me I was done. And, and when Lord. I reflected it back upon it, I'm like, there's so much, so much that could have been cut out of it. Ugh. And you know, you just didn't need to have every single character go off solo, right? <laughs> Yeah, you know, and then had these little well, different things happen. But again, stuff that happens in the book and stuff like and, that. But and let's not forget Bill Skarsgård playing Pennywise. I thought. See, I actually felt a a big lack of Pennywise in this movie. I was surprised from that. Were you? A lot of the times when they're on their solo missions, you know, I again, I don't want to spoil things too much, but there's there's a lack of Pennywise, right? Like they they, they do a great job of peppering him in here and there to show that like his resurgence has happened in 27 years since they've been gone. But when they're on their solo missions, he, he he's using other means of right of, of, of attacking them and specifically but yet also but seeing him like well lit daytime sometimes it kind of takes away a little bit a little bit more fear i and that was another one of the things besides the runtime that i took away from it i wasn't really scared throughout this movie much at all and there were some good moments spoilers, some we'll, creepy things and spoilers we'll get to a moment where i was um, just legit freaked but out one of my favorite ones which is one that you just portrayed to me before we started yeah. airing and uh, i'll get to it in our spoilers. Uh, we'll get into that in spoilers i i definitely me out. definitely loved but again he has delivered you know, a solid performance once Dude, again. He he's really, really, really. He good has at that this. scene with the little girl under the bleachers that just killed it for me. Like I love his portrayal in that scene. Also, uh, you know, we got that extended scene of Beverly Marsh, you know, Jessica Chastain going into that lady's apartment uh, mm. as, as one of the trailers when she answers the door. The voice is not that old lady's voice. It is Bill Skarsgård. 
when he answers the door for Jessica Chastain's. I noticed something was a little off. So that's uh, they pepper him in in like these these little ways and stuff like that. That's good. So they 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 definitely keep his his spirit alive through throughout it, even though he's not always present for it. And that was like one of those scenes for me where like I loved up until the reveal, and you see in the trailer where you know where she begins to get attacked. That's when I completely lost. I was all right. I'm out. Yeah, I mean, but I think that I, I think ultimately, like, even though the runtime felt a little bloated, and at times the suspense was was stretched out too thin, where like you know I'm not uh, I'm not building the suspense. There's moments where there's definitely a dip and lull in the suspense, only for it to start building right. up again. You know, it's not ramping up the whole way through like it was in the original. It um, the suspense worked for me for the most part. It's just the scares, the big reveals, did not do anything for me because a lot of them were big, over the top CG. CGI creatures See, or sequences. While a movie has a runtime like this, I was just surprised that they didn't spend, you know, enough time really delving into to all of them. Like I felt like we got a good picture of 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 Billy and, and who he's become. I felt we got a good picture okay. of Beverly and who she's become, of Ben and who he's of, of who he's become, the love triangle. But I felt like as far as Eddie and Richie went, there's a little bit left wanting, especially and also especially with like Mike and stuff like that. Like what's he really been up to for those 27 years? Like yeah, you know, I, I I felt like as far as like personally goes, they, they were working off of what we knew of them as children to to really paint our picture of them as adults and. I didn't get a feel or a sense for any of the characters really, you know, going going into it other than my attachment to them from when they were kids. And a lot of the times when they use the kids to kind of like show like a flashback moment and stuff like that, I felt the connection again. And then they come back to them as adults and I'm just like, you know, I, I wanted to see more of their adult problems sort of bleeding into, into them at, at now because for for that you know that 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 was the big thing in the first one like adults are the problem right i wanted right. them to have to put a put aside their adult problems to to accomplish this and i felt like while they while they get to that point i felt like it was almost unearned by the end of it like where where they're all you know letting go of their own insecurities as adults to defeat the monster and it's like ugh. But did they really wrestle that? Like, well, did they? Gary really- Gary Doberman returned to be actually the solo screenwriter for this film. Um, he co-wrote it with another person in uh, it, Chapter One. Now it could have been a rush job. Like I don't he, think so. he they they he might have had to like okay nope we have our bullet points we need to get to these bullet points now blah, this, blah blah now this script was already written and being worked on even before the first one was finished okay so okay. It, it it was not a rush job. I just feel like production on this film I've, began as soon as the last one wrapped so I just feel like there's a mixture of there was fat that needed to be cut but also more development that needed to be sprinkled it's in weird and it's weird so it was a weird mixture yeah. of both so that's why I kind of feel like it might have needed another year I don't want to dog on it too much no because I, I know and. I because I, I really loved the to. acting. I, I I loved all the characters, and right. I I I thought they effectively built the suspense through the entire time. It's it sucks that it has to to live up to its first part because the first part was so it was so damn good that I think you know it, it's going to be tough to do that. Also, like I said in our Patreon episode for it, the 
and, and and for for book readers and stuff like that, the adult story is is not as compelling as the story from when they were kids. It's no. just not it's just not as compelling. You know, it, it it's not it's not as style, not as nostalgic. It doesn't fire on all the cylinders, right? It does. It just doesn't resonate as hard with you um, because on an emotional level. On an emotional level, exactly. Uh, there are moments where I really feel for really feel for Billy and you know what he's going through and his clear fucking hero complex. Jesus, let it go, dude. Just work together. But uh, <laughs> uh, you know, there's and maybe it is also too like the the big climax at the final end of the movie where they're all chanting a certain word, mm-hmm. and as adults, it's kind of a little weird to see uh right but it doesn't quite hit because they're 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 adults being asked to believe in a magical thing like i mean so if it feels hokey to you yeah it felt hokey to them too and i think they appropriately display its hokiness but they're also there to do to do a thing and damn it they're just going to do that damn thing because they all made a promise and you know, we do find out that it's not just a promise that keeps them coming back, that there is more to it than that. There is a, a somewhat magical bond that, Mm -hmm. that, that brings them back there. Uh, it's, it's why they all do come back. Uh, Look, I really enjoyed the movie. I thought the opening was fucking crazy. Like really crazy. I I was, I actually wanted to get into that. Actually, opening was surprising. It's actually based on a real true crime case. Exactly. Um, Uh, so it, but it was definitely something that I was not expecting. I believe that happened in Bangor, Maine, not Derry, Maine, which doesn't actually exist. But yes, there, there, you know, there, there was a gay man who was jumped by a bunch of, by a bunch of local yokels and which happens a lot, but it was one of those stories where, yeah, it was really sad and they portrayed it, extremely yeah authentically gruesome yeah. and um and then just injected pennywise into it just for an extra you know as if yeah. the, as if the real world itself isn't fucking sick and yeah. creepy enough injecting pennywise into it somehow made it worse <laughs> yeah that that was probably the most visceral part of the movie for me yeah surprisingly i i, I, I love the way I, it opened I, yeah I, I was i was it was a very surprising beginning um and it was i was really expecting something a little bit more but i um, no, but i love I, I love that idea that it's just like you know crazy shit like that this happens in the world but in dairy it's just another day you know right. it's just it's just another thing that happened and like right. every all these people in this town are just it, it, it's not that they're complicit in it you know that they kind of it, it, it's just that it's just the way things are around here you know mm-hmm. what i mean like yeah, yeah. It, no, it, i know i know it becomes it becomes a mentality and it's almost like this it, it's it's strange that like you can see like things like that in your own town really where it's just like oh it's just the way it's always been you know it's just the way it is around here classic problem yep. yeah where, yep. where you know this sense of community sometimes that sense of community can also include some pretty awful shit and you don't even realize it's awful because you're just surrounded we're by still it. generations away from yeah. things like that changing. so i loved that it opens that way because it's trying to show you you know the changes that have happened in our world since 1989 and 2016 but also very much that these problems still exist it's a nice little social commentary but also to kind of begin your film and, where, and, to get you thinking a little but bit. also hopefully around somebody who might do that in a real world like someone who watches this movie i don't think so i don't know unfortunately i'd like to think so but probably not probably not no um so i'm giving this movie a c plus 
Wow. Um, I think that's super low, dude. No, I, 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 I was not happy with it at all. Really? And, and like I said, the runtime killed me. The characters were all well casted. It was fine, but I needed more development with certain aspects and each uh, character being going through their own little moment with Pennywise in the middle section of the movie was very long and drawn out. And three, the biggest thing of all, I wasn't scared. I really wasn't scared. And four, the fucking monsters were all... The CGI, Stupid right. to me. They were not scary. It was took me completely out of it. The uncanny valley got to you. Yeah, and I could see that. Overall, it was just, it was fine. I would ne- I'm not going to rewatch this movie probably. Maybe not for a little while. Oh, I definitely 100%. love the first movie. I would rewatch the first movie 100%. Um, the second movie, I'll wait a couple years. I'm I, in no rush to see it again. I'll see it again, obviously, but like I, I'm, I'm in no rush. I recognize and appreciate your critiques, your problems with it, and stuff like that. However, I, you know, other than really the runtime, that's really that that that's really just just my main my main problem with it. I do feel like it was a little bit bloated. I do agree with you that that there should have been a little bit more development with some of their adult characters and stuff like that. They would have had to go a little bit off script to do that because a lot of that stuff doesn't really exist in the book, but. I, you know, I really think that they captured the atmosphere of the original one in a, in a, in a great way. I, I felt that they, they did provide me with some truly great scares. I still really enjoyed, you know, the, the performances. I really, really enjoyed Bill Skarsgård back again. Um, you know, the, the end scene, I, you know, they, they had to do it differently than they did in the original one, in the original 90s made for TV one, because that is so hokey. It is so cheesy. You know, they, just i can't i can't even spoil that one because i don't want to spoil anything here but it's different than that and i think they did it in a much more finite way than they did in that original one and i i really do love a lot of the little moments that they gave us with with bill Hader and i agree they did a lot of good moments they did they they did so many good things and you know i really enjoyed seeing them go off on their own and have to tackle their problems and, and stuff like that because it's all stuff that they have to face alone because it's all internalized and stuff like that. Well, yeah, it was it was a little long. You might also have a complaint that if, if it wasn't that long that like, oh, so what? So like Bev goes back to her old apartment and then this happens and then that happens and it's over in like three seconds. Like, you know, you might have complained about that as well. If so, it, it was it's a tough pill to swallow. And you Look, know, I'm the just running saying jo- for my viewing experience from this movie, Jay, the running joke throughout the film is I didn't like the ending so which has been the critique of all stephen king novels pretty much is you know what it's a great novel i just didn't love the ending so and i, I think that's i think that, that's what and it comes a down wink to. and a nod throughout the movie throughout the movie right so and it's still they were kind of hmm. trying to set you up for you know what it may not be what i'm winking every time i'm pausing between words what you uh are expecting <laughs> And and that's and to me like you know calling out a problem like that doesn't necessarily make it not a problem, but it does it does soften the blow a little bit. I I really in, wound up enjoying the movie quite a bit. I'm not like you. There were several moments that really got me in the scare department. So um, is it as strong as it chapter one? No. Is it really good? Fuck yeah, it is. I uh, I'd probably give this. 
a B plus. Okay. I, I would give this I would give this a B plus all day. I mean, I, I might even watch this again, watching it back to back with it chapter one. I might even give it like an A minus. But I mean, right now, just my initial oh, reaction. Come on. It's not my, an A minus movie, dude. My initial reaction coming out of the film, it's it's a B plus. I, I really enjoyed what they gave me here. Okay. I think that I I, I think that they did the best they could with the source material that they had. I think they they expanded upon it in ways that 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 you wouldn't expect and weren't done before. But I also think that they captured the atmosphere of the original one in a in a wonderful way. Well, again, we really want to hear from you guys what you guys think of the movie, what your score is, what your grade is, whatever your reactions, your viewpoints. Um, try to be non spoiler as possible when you're in the public forum comment section, but definitely want to hear back from you guys. Obviously, Dave and I are a little differ on on uh, our overall feelings for the movie, but yeah, let's get into the spoiler section. Yeah, let's head over to spoilers. I find it hard to believe that you were not scared at the fortune cookie scene because like all right in the original 90s it was creepy in the original for sure in the original 90s it like it's it's pretty schlocky it's it's so hokey where like the fortune cookie pops open there's like an eye and stuff like that so i was expecting something similar here but when the fortune cookie like pops open and there's like this giant fly that comes out of it at first i was like okay it's it's a giant fly i've seen that in like the mist like what's this thing gonna sting one of them in the face and lay yeah. eggs in their face like this thing could have gone around and it could have ripped all their faces off blood could have been spraying everywhere i wouldn't have flinched jay but this fly comes out and for some reason it's got a long neck and its face is not facing the camera and i'm like what the fuck is this thing <laughs> and then it turns and it's like <laughs> and it's a baby crying and i was like what the why does it have a baby's fucking head? Why does it have a baby's fucking head? Fuck this shit. Fuck no. Get it the fuck away. I don't know why that creeped me out so bad, but that thing made me cringe in my seat and made like my... And Even more than seeing my cyst explode. It made my toes curl in a way that like I don't want them to curl, you know? Yeah, it was, was, it was certainly... Out. Yeah, it was very creepy. It was very weird. It was very awkward. Also, the uh, scene with Pennywise ugh. under the bleachers with the little girl. Yes, when, that was one of know, my favorite ones. When he's sure. like, come closer. And I'll blow it away. It was very important. I th- I'm happy they did it. I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of that. Seeing him sucker, just like it did with Georgie, sucker a little kid in, like almost like a one take almost, like the slow build up. Hallie does it. Hallie's masterful at right. um, drawing in his prey. Yeah, and then. He just, that pause he bites and like this girl's just, face off, like just salivating over it, just like just trying to soak it up the tension of excitement, uh, yeah. if, to the very last split second, and then he just completely An- unleashes his uh, monster on her. Another scene I really liked was Beverly Marsh <sighs> going back to her, going back to her her house and stuff like that. Now the old lady that's like yeah. talking to her and stuff. I love the the creepy stuff going on in the background when she like looks over at her and and the old lady's like out of focus and she does this weird little jig. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it. it. No, I love, I love all that stuff. I, I love do. That. I, I loved all that stuff. And then when she's talking to Beverly, she's talking and she just 
pauses with like this weird smile. That was not something that was in the script. That was not something that anyone told this old lady to do. This old lady, again, like we talked about in our Patreon episode for it, Andy Machete just lets people ad lib like a little bit. He talks to actors before they before they do takes and stuff, and he and he kind of lets them get their feel for what they want to do with their character and just go with it. And that old lady with her face just going slack and pausing yeah. like mid sentence, yeah. staring at Beverly enough to make Beverly go, "What the fuck?" Like that was Jessica Chastain's honest reaction. She thought like she even said like I thought that lady was having a stroke. Like she thought that she was having a stroke on camera. But that's not like which is understandable that's because you awesome. can see that she was still like right ever so slightly moving. Like you know she was like yeah. it wasn't like a trickery thing. She was literally good. was just I get what Paul's you were up. saying with like the CGI when like the monster comes oh, out. Oh, when that naked, mon- I was like, with all right, I'm th- yeah, the hanging fl- the pendulum hanging boobies, flopping boobies. Um, <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm out. This is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, that 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 CGI it took away was the much. whole build up to the scene because I loved the pr- bef- I loved everything about it before that happened, and when it came out, I was like, oh god. No. What about Henry Bowers? So upset. I think that was so. First off, they did Henry Bowers better than they did in the original '90s one, uh, and I would say even better than the book because Pennywise talks to him through the moon. <laughs> he appears on the moon and talks to Henry Bowers to to kind of like enslave him again into his work. Uh, this time, they use his dead friend, who Pennywise ate, to mm. to bring back his uh, his knife to him, allowing him to escape and go after the Losers Club. You know, because Pennywise wants to hunt; he doesn't yeah. have to worry about these adults and stuff like that so it makes sense to unleash henry bowers on them to go after him and stuff. i didn't like it either i didn't think it worked out however i it do, didn't work i do like the moment of him and eddie in the bathroom where like he sneaks now in the original one it was him versus mike but in this one it's him going up against eddie and i love that eddie like stabs him to the, sh- <laughs> through the shower curtain and all the shower curtain comes off i also just like i like the craziness of him it's like a little bit of of pennywise was put into henry and has permanently been there right. waiting to be awoken I, again i i, I kind of like the idea I just don't think it worked. It was not I don't executed. Think it was pulled, yeah, yeah, it I wasn't it. executed the right way. Yeah, I, I um, 100% agree with you. But And you can kind of see, like, you know, the adult actor does have a similar sort of look as the young kid did. But he, I, I just didn't like it. It didn't work for 27 me. 27 years, you think he work. changed the mullet. <laughs> you know, you think someone would have cut that mullet off of him at some point. Come on, man. This Even is, Richie makes a comment to it later this is, on. This is... Uh, <laughs> This is Hickville, man. Come yeah. on. This is uh, uh, Dairy's not like some fucking so white bread. Y- your problem with the CGI, like, what did you think of the ending where Pennywise is a giant CGI spider, you know? Right. Originally, in the, in the original one, he is a giant spider. And the way to defeat him, AJ, is they flip him over like they're flipping a car. And then they stab him in his LED lights belly until he's dead. It's very anticlimactic. It's very shitty. I thought they did a far better job of extrapolating on that and making it far more interesting forcing all of them to deal with their yeah. problems um, yeah it was um fine i like i i I, I, I went with it okay i just didn't most of my issues were the cgi creatures with the individual characters there's so um, many little fun like easter eggs and stuff in this there is there was a lot of them like i loved when you know richie's making comments earlier on in the movie about a pomeranian and stuff like that they open the not very scary door and there's a pomeranian in there and of course it turns into a giant cgi monster which you probably hated but when they open up the very scary 
scary door on the far right and it's a it's a girl's legs running at them and and that freaks them out and they close the door in the first one when he opened up the not the 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 scary door it was a girl hanging from chains without legs Mm -hmm. so I like that they're like full circle there. Full yeah. circle. Yeah, a little yeah. full circle stuff. Yeah. This this movie also had the most usage of fake blood in a scene ever, Jay. On a week that we had just talked about Evil Dead 2 last week in my number wow. one cult movie, which previously I believe used the most blood and the shining as well. The scene with Beverly Marsh inside the the uh bathroom stall filling up with blood. That was the the heaviest use of fake blood on yeah. a set ever, and then they do like, it was the like whole fi- scene where they're like they're cleaning it up, and I was like, oh god, no no no, I- that's the original one. I'm talking about this one where she's in the where she's in the stall, and 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 it's there, and, and the stall is filling up with blood, and each person's coming through and shouting things at her. All the people yeah. in her life who have kept her down, you know, it's her father, it's her husband, it's Henry Bowers who who pops open the door and says, "Here's Johnny." Come on, it's a little bit of a shining nod because we got a shining movie coming out in a month. I know we do. So we got we to sleep. We got to throw those nods out there. I hope it's good. But there's tons of little nods, like uh, there's there's little nods again to a turtle, like in the first one, which is to to represent the, the the benevolent being, the turtle that lives in the same dimension that it came from. The fact that this one's mentioning that it came from space or from another dimension and stuff mm-hmm. like that, that the town isn't this depraved that that there has been a sickness an illness to it that's been making it this depraved i thought they did a far better job this time around of extrapolating the story and stuff like that and giving us a whole lot more to to chew on than they did in the original 90s one even though the 90s one was technically i think longer probably um than wow i mean it was, well, this was two hours and 49 hours. minutes and that one was four hours uh i guess for for both parts put together so uh but i mean i i thought i thought this time around it was was it, it, everything was so well done i loved the stephen king oh, cameo. Good cameo. it was good. It was good cameo you know I, the ending sucked <laughs> i love that the fact that he sold bill his own bike back for 300 bucks <laughs> and the thing's falling barely apart. working barely working um <laughs> uh, you know the the scene with bill uh just trying to save that kid desperately trying to save that kid his representation of georgie in this world now and failing to do so you know is honestly what allowed him to to let georgie go in a way you know it, it i love that you know the way each one of them dealt with their problems on their own you know when he's he's viewing himself in the basement from the opposite side from where he was in the first one and the water's in the basement and stuff right. and he's looking at georgie and he's got georgie's head on a puppet it's been him in his head the entire time blaming yeah. himself yeah. for this freak accident you know he was more like you know georgie was more likely to get struck by lightning on his own than he was to be attacked by pennywise but Unfortunately, you know, Bill being there wouldn't have changed, you know, the fact at all. And him accepting that, you know, is is what allowed him to, to grow. Yeah, yeah, I I think they did all that stuff extremely well, and and it's all that that stuff that that helps bring the ending to a more personal level that wound up driving it home far better than than the original it movie did and you know, I, I think that's why I was watching this and I was just enjoying myself and. You may not have liked the creepy CGI stuff, Jay, but you had to have cringed at least a little bit when they played homage to the thing and spider legs started growing out of Stan's face. Yeah, that was a little weird. 
Mm. I'm glad that that's the response it got from you. That was a little weird. Do you have anything else you would like to impart on our audience, or is, is that as vocabulary deep as you can get? <laughs> you know, yeah, Stan. Don't strain yourself. <laughs> I'm trying to think about it right now. So this is the problem with this movie as well for me was that it was very forgettable for me as well. Like I was Tony in, in pre-production, I was a little worried because I don't feel like I have a full grasp of this movie like I just saw it recently it's been almost a week since I saw it and Five for days, some odd yeah. reason it's just it's just not sitting well with me and I don't know if it was just because it was a late night maybe I was tired maybe I just didn't care for it and I was a little run down from it you but like don't remember things- seeing spider legs growing out of a 12 year old's face <laughs> <laughs> like that it's not coming out to me right now it's some memorable shit especially well, i don't know why right now oh my god i'm was, surprised by that it I was a, like I gotta, it was a lovely homage to the thing the way they did it uh, and even richie they play homage to the thing because huh. richie goes you've got to be fucking kidding me which is the exact line from the thing when the head sprouts legs and walk starts walking out the door that's the exact same thing a character in the thing says is you got to be fucking kidding me like i absolutely I, I was floored by that scene. I loved it. And they did it so much better because in the original one, they showed adult Stan's head in the fridge. They wouldn't have right. known what adult Stan looked like, but doing it as as kid Stan and stuff, I absolutely loved that. So, man, I am uh, I'm a little shocked that you you had forgotten that scene because it's a pretty fucking memorable one. In fact, I wonder. I will look that you, up. I wonder whether whether you fell asleep during your role at all. I'm, but no, I, I definitely will look it up. I I, I need a little <laughs> refresher. Yeah, don't bother. You, you, you've already reviewed it. You've already given your score. We I know. Don't. But we understand, again, I, I, you were tired. You saw it late and you fell asleep and you gave a, no, I did not you fall gave asleep. a bad score to a did movie that asleep. didn't deserve that. No, bad I, I score. think it's deserving of that grade. <laughs> Look, it's not a bad score per se. It's a C. Plus. It's not that bad. Would it be interesting for you to know that all of the kids, even in that they only took less than a year off, had grown so much that they actually had to use de aging technology on all of them? Oh, I didn't know about all of them. Oh, I knew yeah. a couple of them did. Yeah. And some of it was really noticeable. The kid who played Ben, he had to, they had to use the aging, de- yeah. de- aging technology Definitely on him. Richie. They had to use it on Richie. Big a time. Because Finn Wolfhard is like six foot two now. And like, yeah, he's like. <laughs> he's a man. He's, he's, he's changed. He's quite a, a little bit. man. So yeah, they had to do a lot with him. Uh, the kid who plays Bill looks uh, relatively the same. He's a little bit taller. But, uh, but yeah, they had to use a lot of de aging technology on these kids. They actually had to film it because the kid who plays Eddie grew so much that they had to dig holes in the ground and stuff to film him to stand in so he was still short enough to stand next to some of the other people because he was shorter than Beverly Marsh in the original one but now he's much taller than the girl who plays Beverly so they, right. they had to like dig holes for him on the set for him to stand in and use trickery of the camera for him to stay small which was I thought I thought it was really interesting they also had to have him uh, dub a lot of his scenes as well wow. so that he could uh, do a more high pitched voice because his voice had changed so much so I, I thought that that stuff was interesting not completely seamless but you know the, it they, was fine it, they did a good it, it enough job enough. that i didn't, that I didn't you could tell but it didn't it. take you out of it right so i mean i i'm i'm just shocked that like some of these scenes that like i'm describing that you you don't you don't remember them at all because they it's not like they came at, at like a moment in the movie where it wasn't like you know very heightened it's when they returned to the knee bolt house to the well but, house and I, yeah, I don't know but for like i said like it, it's just it was one of those scenes i guess i just kind of forgot it's a long movie there's a lot of shit going on in there or not going on in there <laughs> and, fair enough and again 
I'll I'll have to look into it. But you can believe Jay as much as you is. want, but I don't. I think he fell asleep during the I movie. I definitely did not. <laughs> I think he fell asleep. No, I, I would admit it. I don't think you gave it its fair shake. I think you went in there not wanting to like it. Oh hell no! I was definitely <laughs> I was I was definitely looking I was looking forward to this one. I definitely wanted it to be good. I definitely did not expect it to be um, this bad. But it, again, I didn't think it was bad. I was just a little underwhelmed from it, and it was fine it was just a lot i had a lot of issues with it yeah that's all certainly so, doesn't deserve me it's a c plus certainly doesn't deserve I'm sticking the, with that but certainly doesn't deserve the praise of the original one no but no. i i still think it's it's a satisfying sequel satisfying enough of a sequel and a satisfying conclusion faults <laughs> not crazy that there are rumors of a, of a, a prequel of a of a prequel coming because i think that kind of robs the the losers club of of their of their special connections yes, yes i'm actually i'm almost feeling like it's going to happen yeah for sure i 100 percent expect uh, it to be a new director new writing obviously new a completely new cast and stuff like that Yeah, i'm not too excited about it's it. it's very much going to become like, if they do that uh, it's going to become like the conjuring universe where it's just like spinoffs and stuff and it's going to ruin the specialness i'd be surprised if they even got bill skarsgård to return like I, I i think i think they i think they wrapped it up it with 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 a, a nice enough bow that like these two movies they stand they're fine leave them as they are yeah and 27 years maybe give us another it <laughs> <laughs> just just wait that long so that's gonna do it for our episode tonight uh if you disagree with our reviews for it please reach out to us on social media i am at super movie pod on twitter jay is at super movie bros beer on instagram and super movie bros podcast on facebook and then if you would like to check out our movie cocktail episode for it, it is only available on our Patreon. We do have a new original cocktail available there. And we also go over uh, the original movie and just talk about the things that we loved from it and just have a great time drinking and discussing that film. So if you want to catch some additional content from the Super Movie Bros, head over to patreon.com slash Podcast, and for just $1 a month, you'll get that additional content. We are also part of a network. We are part of the Podfix Network. So you can go over to podfixnetwork.com and check out all the great shows that are part of the Podfix Network over there. I want to thank all of you guys for listening. Have a great night. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>